With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Jazz here, and I am so digging the GeekCast Radio Network. Greetings, humans. This is Starscream. And you're listening to ToyCast. And if any of you call me a potsformer, one more time! Now, Toycast. Oh yes. Listen in to the only toy podcast you will ever need. Hello and welcome to an all new generation of Toycast. This is 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 Toycast. This is episode one fifty nine. I'm of course TF2 and Mike. Joining me, sort of as always, is the Floor Burger. Hello, sir. Hello. Yes, and we ha ha ha! It is the holiday season. Not yet, no. Well, I'm referring to the only holiday that really is meaningful to me is the one that represents death and decay. Easter. Yeah, we're about six months late on that. I think is that swing and a miss. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Swing and a miss. Yeah, yeah. Pumpkin Jack is going to have the Easter Bunny for Christmas. Actually, I'd like to see that. I am the Pumpkin King. Shut the f- up, you stupid bad anima- animation thing. Anyway, uh, yeah, we are here. We are talking more toys on ToyCast, as always. And yeah. Uh, tonight we are, no, I'm, I'm just trying to think how many rocks can I skip between Miami and the Bahamas? Anyway, we are here to talk about the toys we fell into. So back in, I think it was episode 110, we did the toys of summer last year. And there really aren't any fall toys. I mean, there there just aren't. There's winter toys, there's summer toys. That's really all, like, I guess technically we could spring into the toy collecting thing, but we've done that years and years and years ago. 
And yeah, toys that we fell into, basically toys that are just either in our collections or we've had over the years that we just don't remember where the hell we got them, or we do remember where the hell they came from. So what do you got, Josh? So I think fall is actually a very interesting time for toys. It's back to school time. There's a lot of shifts in in retail stores where there's a very, very quick switch from summer goods, your outdoor stuff, Mm -hmm. any of your big movie toy lines. So Buzz Lightyear was a big movie toy line from this year, Jurassic Park. So you have those big things coming in. And then as as fall starts to come in, stores don't have their eyes on the fall anymore. Stores start having their eyes on on the holiday season, Christmas, Hanukkah, whatever. Yep. And so right now we're, we are seeing that huge shift of a lot of resets for the holiday season. Some new toys, some new product coming out. So fall is actually a very interesting time, but I think September, October, nobody really does think about toys. So when you're asking what type of toys or what toys have I fallen into that I don't remember mm-hmm. where they came from, I, I think that's been a very interesting aspect of my collecting of what is the story behind it? Where did I get it? Mm -hmm. So it's not necessarily that I don't remember it, but I think one of the more interesting toys that I've held on to and didn't really realize it was going to have any sort of value later in life was a teenage mutant Ninja Turtles space (laughs) Usagi. (laughs) Yep. And so this was, uh, honestly, I, I, I'm trying to see the figure on my shelf right now. So this was actually a carded figure I picked up at my local Goodwill, I think before I moved to Gurney. So I used to live in, in Lake Zurich, Illinois, I moved over to Gurney. And the Goodwill over there, it, I don't know what it's like for a lot of other collectors who go to thrift stores, but... The ones around me, you go to them, they're either amazing or they're nothing at all. There's no in between. There's yep. no there's no average. Yeah. And I'm, I remember going into this one, and I can't remember exactly where I found it. I think I maybe found it on a random shelf. Didn't really expect it to find anything. And so I see the Ninja Turtles logo, and I don't remember what, this, what year this was. Maybe 2010, 2011. And I pick up a carded... Ninja Turtles figure, which not the most common thing, but it was 99 cents. <laughs> so it's a carded, it's not mint, it's a, it's a little beat up, it, it's got some card work to it, but it's a carded Space Usagi for 99 cents. And even at that time in 2010, where turtle figures weren't the most valuable thing in the world, that was still a very, very incredible find for me. And I always had this rule at thrift stores or antique malls, if the price was right, if I found a vintage Ninja Turtle, I would always pick it up. That was, that was just my general rule. Yep. So it would, it would explain why I have four, five, six, or I have had four to five, six, seven general trags, which <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not sure why that is the one that gets donated the most, but that was the one I found Cause he the sucks. most. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, yeah, let's just go ahead and say that. Weirdly, though, he has some of the best articulation of most of the uh, vintage Ninja Turtle figures at the time. He's one of the mm-hmm. only ones that has uh, articulation at the elbow. One, very, very rare at that time is to have mm-hmm. that articulated elbow joint. 
but I always had that rule. If I found a vintage, vintage Ninja Turtle at any of the thrift stores around me, from a Savers to a Goodwill or whatever, I had to buy it. And to find this carded version, and this was before the collector's market really got heated up and really went crazy. So I kept that on my shelf because I thought it was just such an incredible find. And I, I do have a rule that if I find a a rare vintage carded figure that is at a ridiculous price, I keep the price tag on it. Mm-hmm. So I still have the Space Usagi, which is actually a really neat, interesting figure. He has a, a space bubble that goes over his head. He's got guns. He's got a soft goods cape. He's a really, really unique, really cool figure. Uh, but I, I've always kept the the price tag on it. It says Goodwill, 99 cents. And to go with it, I have a Genghis Frog that has an $8 price tag on it. And then not far from that, I have a... Which Michelangelo is that? Sorry. It is <laughs> a sewer surfing Ninja Turtle uh, Michelangelo with a $5 price tag. Hmm. Interesting. You will not see that nope. anywhere, any, anywhere anymore. Nope. So... So I, I keep those on there uh, for for good reason, just as a reminder that you could find vintage package Ninja Turtles for under ten bucks, under twenty bucks, under forty bucks. Mm-hmm. But that was one of the first things I, I can really think of. If you ask me, what did I fall into? That was just me wandering around a Goodwill and finding a packaged, kind of obscure Ninja Turtle figure of Space Usagi. Mm. For me as a kid, it was more like, you know, like I said, how did that get here kind of thing? I kind of always knew about it, but it was more of like, hmm, I remember having this, but where did it go at this point? Uh, But whenever any of, like, it could be Tropicana, it could be General Mill, any any brand in the 80s did mail-away stuff. Specifically, like like food items, did Melo like Tropicana? If you saved like I don't know seven UPCs and mailed them in, you could get a Tropicana Orange radio, AM FM radio, and it was just this little thing. This, you want to talk about the the age of Bluetooth when Bluetooth didn't hadn't grown in yet, kind of thing. It was this little radio that had the AM FM dial on it and it had the, you know, all that. And it just took two double A batteries and it was, you know, a Tropicana orange and it had the straw for the antenna. Oh, I see that now. I just looked it up. Uh huh. Yep. And I love that thing. Like I said, I knew that my mom had, had sent away for it. Uh, certain things that can't like, Kids today probably don't know that cereal boxes used to come with prizes. At least most of the sugary ones did. But there were some that you actually had to save the box tops and mail those in to get certain things. I remember there was one year you could get a... I think it was six or maybe ten box tops plus like... $5 $5 shipping and handling or whatever it was. If you mailed that in, you could get a, a actual lucky, the leprechaun four leaf clover with your name engraved on it. So it was basically a glass four leaf clover with your name on it. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. 
you know, the, the yeah, the the toys that I kind of fell into aren't like it's it's kind of like that question on Origins, like what's the cheapest or what's the best deal you ever got in a toy? And for me, it's like, oh yeah, I kind of remember buying the original '87 Leo and Donnie, but how the hell have they survived over the last forty? They, I don't have them anymore, but. About ten years ago, I, I found them again, and somehow they were at the they were in the dungeon at the bottom of Castle Grayskull for some odd reason. I don't understand how the Ninja Turtles got to Eternia, but it is what it is. Um, probably some sort of migrant labor program. <laughs> you know, bringing those Italians, I don't know that that means absolutely nothing, listeners. I'm, I'm really just <laughs> well. I was gonna rip off on that and say, oh, forced animal labor or something like you know. Mush, you turtles, mush! Oh, oh God! Now all I have in my head is Yukon Cornelius from the Rudolph cartoon. Oh, see, you're talking about this being the wrong season, man. You can't. I <laughs> know, right? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Fall is the wrong season because it just there, like you said already. There's like it's it's transition. It's going. The summer stuff is getting packed away. The winter stuff is coming out, and you know. Well, I, I think one of the challenges with the fall season, though, comparatively, is that we're going back to school. Kids are going back to school. Mm-hmm. The summertime for a lot of kiddos is the time for toys, it's time for games, it's time for a lot of the stuff that we probably, you know, take for granted. Like, that was, that was our, our golden age. Mm-hmm. Um, during the school year, we're looking at homework and projects and mm-hmm. you know any spare time we have isn't really used for uh playing with toys it's more or less used for schoolwork mm-hmm. or sports or other activities that start taking place yeah so i i think what's actually interesting with this conversation is what sort of comes out during this time of year like we can talk about what did we fall into and mm-hmm. i've fallen into a lot of interesting toys but nothing as I'm looking around the stuff that I have displayed, as far as stuff I've fallen into, not so much, but there's some really cool stuff I used to play around with, especially during the holiday season that I can't, I, I don't know. I have no idea even how to look it up. Like there was a, a skeleton decoration that we used to have where all the joints were connected just with metal loops. I don't know. Do you, does that ring a bell no. to you at all? No, no. No. So it was just like this weird, dangly, almost ragdoll sort of style of a uh-huh. skeleton toy, and we used to play with it with our with our Ghostbusters toys. But because it only came out at Halloween, it it remained something special for us. It wasn't something. So this was not one of the standard skeletons you'd see at like the dollar, like the the standy, like the stand up skeletons that you could actually dance. This was an actual action figure, correct? It wasn't really uh, a an action figure, but um, it was that size. Is my point? It isn't. It isn't life size like the normal. No, no. Okay. It, it was definitely something the size of uh, a typical action figure. And I'm looking for. I, I, I googled dangle skeleton, which I'm I'm getting some really weird results. I, I don't recommend <laughs> that to anybody. Yeah, no. I'm getting a lot of, of earrings and just some random stuff and. You know, some other images where I'm pretty sure that somebody threw in some unusual keywords into their their picture search. But 
there were some uh, of these dingly skeletons that we would use. Everything from my brothers and I used to love these vintage flashlights that we were supposed to use during trick or treating. The heads were either ghost heads or, or pumpkin heads, and they were slightly translucent. Do you have any memory of those? No. Look! It isn't even dented! Oh, shit! What are we going to do now? If you're going to ride, Dano, ride in style! So, folks, in the middle of recording episode 159 of ToyCast here on the GeekCast Radio Network, we have had some breaking news. Pan, pan, pan. What is that from? That is from, oh, that's from Sweet Life. Anyway, Sweet Life on deck. Anyway, uh, good old Miss uh, Tutwiler. Uh, yes, we are back. Josh doesn't remember what he was talking about, but talk about toys we fell into. A listener of the show, a friend of mine now, who actually listens to, he, he's longtime friends with Joe Pesh. Joe Pesh, Big Joe Pesh is one of the the co-hosts of the Joe Pesh and, or the Big Joe and Laura show up on uh, 95.7, Mix 95.7, up in uh, Grand Rapids, Michigan. And Alex, literally, as we're recording this podcast on October 11th, 2022, sends me an affiliate link for Patriot Prime. Uh, Patriot Prime is another one of my buddies, another Transformers YouTuber. And I was, it was a link for, to be able to purchase the Transformers War for Cybertron Kingdom Commander Class Rodimus Prime. And I'm like, oh, that is so awesome. I'll have to get it at another day. And Alex basically says, uh, would it make your day if I got this for you? Uh, I was like. Absolutely. Anything any listeners do for me makes my day. That would be awesome. Thank you so much. And I'm, you know, thanking him and thanking him and thanking him. Well, in the midst of recording this podcast, apparently he got a deli- like he just placed the order like f- over four hours ago. And all like I-, I know it's Amazon Prime, but, you know, I don't think Amazon has alien spaceships yet. I don't think they're beaming stuff down from the USS Endeavor or Enterprise or Defiant or 1701, no A, B, C, or D allowed, you know, but all of a sudden, I now have... You, you say that, and now they're listening. Yes, they're listening. Well, of course, you know, they, they always have to be listening. That's right. But yeah. Wow, this box is amazing. A little beat up, but it's just the, the art on this box is just... You'll, so- you'll have to send me pictures later. Yes, later, because we're in the middle of recording a podcast, but yeah. No, right now. I want them right now. I think that was clear. That's what my request was. Yes, well, my phone is on the charger, and I don't have a webcam on my computer, which is something I apparently am supposed to be getting at some point or whatever. I don't know. But yeah, no, that that's cool. Talk about toys I fell into. Happened right... Did not even plan it. Like I said, I thought Amazon was going to take like two, three, four days, whatever it is. Anyway, so yeah, I now have a Commander Class Rodimus Prime, which is funny because I had the original Rodimus Prime when he came out back in the 80s. And I remember, and it's funny, we were talking about Florida off-air. I remember being in Key Biscayne, Florida in 1989 with the original Rodimus Prime toy playing with it at a hotel that we were staying at down there. And this thing is essentially... 
the original Ronimus Prime toy, but in today's standards, in today's tooling, in today's, you know, size of, of action figure. It's like what I wanted 40 years ago, I now have 40 years later. I always think that's a, a little interesting in, in the toys that we had. I, I think even as kids, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten years old, however old you were in 89, I was five. I think we generally knew a good toy versus not a good toy. And there were a few Transformers. I will say Cup. And maybe somebody will chase after me in the dark of night at some point for saying this. The original Cup figure was not a good toy. And that's one that I really remember. And (laughs) there were a lot of other G1 Transformers. I actually only own one G1 Transformer right now. I can't see where it is. I think it's Dreadwind or something along those lines. It was Mm -hmm. actually, uh, it was a toy that my wife and I had found at a thrift store right around one of the first days we moved into our previous house together. And so it was the first toy that lived in our house. And I have it, it's either somewhere buried on my shelf. I can't see it right now (laughs) or it's in a box, but they just were not posable. And I know that was one of the things with the early transformers was that it was either focusing on the robot mode or the vehicle mode. You did not get a healthy mesh between the two. Hmm. Nowadays I have an Optimus prime transforms perfectly into its cartoon rendition and then you transform it, and it's perfect in its robot rendition, and it looks great, and it's consistent, and it's poseable, and it's magical, and it's wonderful. But I think that was one of the reasons I didn't really get too much into Transformers as a kid, and this is a totally different conversation than the topic we started with. No, it's okay. But but it, as kids, there were a lot of toys that I was like, this is just not a great toy. It just doesn't work out. And as I'm looking at some of my old Star Wars toys, and, and maybe some people will come after me for this, Star Wars toys, the figures themselves, not great. Not great. No, they weren't. Especially with G.I. Joe out there, especially with some other toy lines out there. They they were cool enough. They, they allowed you to have a figure rendition of the character you really liked. Mm-hmm. They weren't the, the best toys. They were... They were easy enough to carry in your pockets. They were small enough that they were great for, for little kid hands and you could do a lot with them and you can own a ton of them and they would only take up like what a box. Mm-hmm. But they, they weren't the best. But anyways, before I start saying stuff that gets me chased down by hey, truth hurts, right? You know, well, I, there are some toys now that I, I will wholeheartedly agree say mm-hmm. aren't the best, but I think for the most part, there's a lot of toys now that meet that healthy middle line between articulation and, and sculpts and playability, and play features and play value. But to jump back to our topic, toys we fell into. Okay, here we go. You ready? Mm-hmm. Toys we fell into. So when I was actually trying to pursue being a toy dealer, when I was trying to get into that uh, Breaking Bad lifestyle of, okay, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to be the toy buyer, the toy dealer. I'm not in the money business. I'm in, not in the toy business. I'm in the empire building business. Mm-hmm. I was scoping out Facebook Marketplace, and this is before everybody bought and sold toys. Yeah. 
And I found somebody selling some early 2000s Transformers. Okay. I think they were, for the most part, Energon and, B- and Cybertron. Okay. Which my jam was Armada. I loved Armada, but anything after Armada, I just sort of gave up on. I think Armada had a couple of really good, posable, really nice figures that hit that sort of anime manga style mm-hmm. of Transformer, but still, like, I still have an Armada Optimus Prime up on my shelf, and it's the original one I had from when I was in college, like 2000 or, or 2002 or 2003. Mm-hmm. Still a fun figure. And I thought to myself, okay, this seems like a good deal. Let's go for it. Let's see what I can do. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So I go out to a Walgreens out in... What town is that? I don't know. It, it was dark of night. It was really late. It was kind of... A, a very cold, sort of a spooky night. And I get out there and I, I meet up with this mom and her son who were selling these two bins of Transformers. And I thought, mm-hmm. okay, this this is this is my chance. This is, I'm going to get this really good bin of Transformers. Mm-hmm. And I go and I buy it up and I, I give them the cash. And I'm not sure if I spent the right deal. And I throw it in my car and I get back and I wish I could have spent more time going through all the different toys because outside of a small handful, it was just a bunch of incomplete, not broken, but just missing some key part transformers Mm -hmm. that I just didn't know what, like, what do you do with this? Like, what do you do with a bunch of incomplete transformers? I still spent a really good, uh, I I still got a really good deal on them, but Mm -hmm. what do you do with them? So months go by Mm -hmm. and I'm trying to part them out and I'm looking up everything I can. Transformers take a long time to look up, right? Yes, they do. Yep. And to make sure you have all the parts and sorting them out and and getting them all bagged up. Um, I get closer to the springtime. Uh, I don't get really any bites on them at a toy show. And I am heartbroken because I thought this was my thing. I have this big uh, star scream. I had this big tall star scream who was missing his crown. I had all these really great figures, but they were just missing some parts. So I get to spring like May, late May, early June ish. And the toy show was not a success. So I'm going to a garage sale and there's somebody selling a lot of Transformers from a little bit before that. So a lot of the Beast Wars reissues. Yep. A lot of, I think it was Robots in Disguise, maybe? Probably, yeah. And I asked the lady, how much would you take on the whole box? And there's two boxes, and I'm looking in one, and I see this one box. Looks like it's got some pretty good stuff. So I'm like, how much would you take on the whole box? And she says, 30 bucks. And I'm like, 30 bucks? 
done. I grab the box, I go home, and I start sorting it. I'm able to start, like, sort of consolidating. I actually start finding some pieces for the stuff in the other box. I'm like, this is working out really, really well. And I find that I have a reissue of the original Optimus Primal. (laughs) So if you remember the very first Optimus Primal, when it came out, it had very, very strong Optimus Prime colors to it when you transformed it. Mm Mm-hmm. This one was more of, I think it was maybe a Target version. Do you know the one I'm talking about? It's very rich. Which alt mode was this? Because there were two alt modes for Optimus Primal. So this is the original Beast uh, 8 Gorilla. Okay, okay. that's that's all you got to tell me it's the Gorilla. Because originally, the original toy before the cartoon came out and made him the Gorilla... They were going. He and Megatron were two different animals in the actual original. Yeah, it, it was it was a bat yeah. and a gator. Yep, yep. But this and he's still hiding up on my shelf right now. I can't see him from where I'm sitting. <laughs> but this is a very red version of Optimus Primal, mm-hmm. and I think it was a Target. Entered. I I don't remember exactly what it was I'm from. Looking at it now, it was a Takara Optimus Primal Ultra Class ninety six, ninety seven, ninety eight. Uh, ultra size class, though the transformation European version released in English, Spanish, Italian Beast Wars packaging feature the additional alternate name Blackjack for the Italian market. It's a toy under the name of Convoy as part of there. So I see the red one. I know what you're talking about. I just don't know the name of it. So keep keep telling your story about your red Optimus Primal, your red monkey. So one of the the things that I noticed was that of the two bins of these Transformers I was looking in, one, I remembered having these random missiles. I picked up the bin that had the Optimus Primal in it, but not these random missiles. So later that day, maybe about two, three hours later, after the, the garage sales and everything were over, I drove back to the lady's house and knocked on the door. And she's like, oh, hi. She remembered me because I, I made... You know, I, I talked to her for a while and made a big deal out of mm-hmm. the discussion around the toys and stuff like that. And I said, hey, I'm really interested in buying the other box. Can I buy the other box? And she's like, well, this is a little weird, but sure, they're still in the garage. So she opens the garage. I walk around. I ended up buying the other box. So I now had this giant collection of just random Transformers just to really get a complete Optimus Primal. That's really what it came down to. Mm-hmm. And those ended up coming with me to the next fall Kane County show. And I sold um, a bunch. Like I, so I started selling off just, I just bagged up a bunch of these. I started selling them for a couple bucks a piece, made my money back, started making a profit on it. But I didn't want to take th- this whole box just made me really upset. I had this huge tub of Transformers and I just was really annoyed with it. Yep. So, so this dad and his kid come up to me. I already knew that I made my money back and I already made a profit on it. And this dad and this kid come up to me and they're looking through and they're starting to put like a couple aside. And I said, Hey, if you're interested, I'll save the whole bin. And they're like, what, what are you talking about? I'm like, I don't want to take it home. What would you do on the whole bin? So they start, talking amongst themselves, you know, and, and they're, they're figuring this stuff out. They made me an offer and I sold them the entire bin and they're looking at me like they just hit gold. Got me. Yep. Like, 
Like yeah. they, they just like you didn't know just, what you had. Yeah. 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 And they went running off with this bin and they're so happy. And I'm sitting there like suckers. <laughs> um, <laughs> and no, we, I mean, we, we, but it, it worked out for both of us though. Like they well, went yeah. and they had all these great transformers and I have, you know, my money back. Yep. <laughs> um, but it, it, that, that was just one of those things. It's just like, I, I, I walked into this giant lot of transformers. And I think that's what a lot of toy dealers like my friend, Mike over at times past, like that's what a lot of people walk into is you just get so much stuff that if you don't have the time, if you don't have the facilities, yeah. if you fall into too many toys, it's hard to process them and know what to do with them. Okay. And I didn't, I didn't know what to do with that many, transformers because it wasn't really my niche and transformers is such a vast and such a unique yeah. uh toy line Absolutely. and i'm looking at at my shelf and have i ever sent you a, a picture of my entire shelf i don't remember but let me ask you before you send me that let me send you this oh i'm not getting out of my chair i'll make too much noise was he all red or was he just red in parts no i just found that picture i'll, I'll send it to you okay because, yeah, uh, we may be talking about two, like, I'm thinking I've found the answer to the question of which Optimus Primal this is. And now that you're discussing it and telling me about it, and, and there, I'm like, uh, maybe it's not the same one. Because I'm like, hmm, I wonder if it's this. And then you're saying, no, it's probably going to be this. Okay, what is this? This is, uh, oh, Okay, that is not exact. Oh, this was 2003. Okay, this is 2003 Optimus. See, I'm thinking it's one of the original Beast Wars Optimus Primals, because when you said red, I'm thinking, oh, Burning Convoy. And huge thanks. No, I wish it was, I wish it was that one. I actually <laughs> Let me, uh, yeah. He, he looks like a, he looks like a flavored candy. Like, it, it, yeah. The one you sent me looks like if I... You know, he would be flavored like tangerine or something. Yeah, I see. <laughs> oh, well, first of all, I have to credit because you have to, you know, always credit your sources, folks. Always, 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 always. No joke. Seriously, do it. TFWiki.net, uh, Universe 2003 Optimus Primal Ultra Class. And yeah, that's... Yeah, I like the Burning Convoy much better. Now, when I was looking for more in-depth for the Burning Convoy, I went over to tfu.info, which is done by a buddy of mine, uh, Anthony. And Anthony, uh, tfu.info, if you, if you need any information on Transformers toys, go look up stuff on tfu.info because he has it all he has been compiling this since i don't know 1999 maybe i'm probably wrong on that but but yeah no this yeah no uh i i would much rather have burning convoy too not that i want burning convoy but it looks much better than the universe one <laughs> i'm sorry to say well, well the one well the one i have i you know yeah. for the fact that i got it through a garage sale and everything is oh no, I'm 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 just saying the figure itself, not necessarily yours. Oh my god, I'm not trying to shit all over the fact that you've got a really cool thing for yourself, but I'm just saying like in comparison, like if it was me, I would be like, oh, the really candy apple red one would be better or whatever. So 
Yeah, I, I will admit that I, I, I do wish that I still had a few of the Beast Wars figures that I got in, in that whole thing because there are a couple of those original Beast Wars figures that I, ne- I, I don't think we'll ever see the issues of. Some of the weird uh, Fusors, I think it was. There were some fun ones in there that I don't think we'll ever see again. There was a few Transmetals I don't think we'll ever see again. There was just some real creativity where they would say, you know what? Let's take this ferret and this, I don't know, hyena. Let's turn them into an animal, animal together and give them wings and then put chrome <laughs> on it. And that was just a cool figure. Yep. But, you know, I, I, I fell into that big box and, and it was it was just a, a, a big challenge to figure out what to do with all of that stuff. Which is one of the reasons why I don't really do the hustle of the toy collecting anymore because not only is it hard to find, but if you don't really have the ability to just push them out and sell them and, and get the, the sales of Velocia and that would be yeah. beneficial, I'm just not really not really interested anymore. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And like I said, I mean, you know, Even if it's, like, stuff that, like, like I said, toys that we fell into doesn't necessarily have, it could mean anything. It could mean stuff that our mom got us or whatever. The stuff that we just don't, don't remember, like, we, like, I don't know why. You know how uh, uh, it it was last year, and I think even people still do it this year, too. Most YouTubers are like, you know, and that's the way they promote it and that's fine that's the way youtube is you know like comment subscribe oh and make sure that you're actually subscribed because youtube has been unsubscribing people so what i noticed as i'm going through i was the other day i was going through all my uh, my old funko photos on my facebook and i'm like hmm do i have that listed in the funko app in my collection i added like I know I have the toys. They're in storage at my dad's. I know I have the Funko Pops, but like I don't remember seeing those in my Funko app. I essentially added toys that I already have, so it's not like I've bought them again. But my Funko Pop collection before adding all of these was valued just at over $4,000. And it's the Funko app, and their values are all over the place, so it doesn't really matter in the grand scheme of things. But I added, like, I don't know. 40 figures that were not listed that I knew I had jumped from $4,000 to just over $6,000 in value. <laughs> so, you know, you, yeah, you, you know, you fall into that and you fall into, and then, like I said, like I said, you know, this, this commander class Rodimus, I thought, Oh, it's Amazon, even though it's like these early prime day deals or whatever the hell they're doing with these, this advanced prime, day thing it's like oh it'll come in like two or three days or something and you know i think it's one of those uh things that i i can admire about funko pops that maybe over my own collection that you can actually check the value of what you have relatively easily with me it's like oh i've got this meanest here at the guard i mean there is a site called i think it's called hobby db I think is what it is. I think I think they have an app too. But I but yeah. I, I don't know if I necessarily trust a lot of that because just because something has a value written by, you know, some guy somewhere. Well the if, thing if with, I yeah. were to ever try to take my collection to a Kane County and just say, Hey, I want to sell it off mm-hmm. I have stuff all over the place that 
might sell the first two hours of Kane County. Mm-hmm. And then I have stuff that I might have to throw at people as they walk away from me, just saying, take it, take it with you. I don't want it anymore. And just like whipping uh, a multi-posable or a, a um, <laughs> composable Gimli at them. Take him. It's, it's Gimli. You want him. He's multi-posable. Uh, it, it just... Yeah. It doesn't necessarily work. Like, there's stuff that I have that I've I've held on to for a very long period of time that I fell into. I guess we could say, like my Muppet mm-hmm. collection. I I fell into Muppets. Okay. Of uh, when I started really getting into collecting, I would say 2003, 2004. Mm-hmm. I didn't have a lot of money, but I wanted to collect since it's six inch scale. So 2003 what's really big in the stores, but getting clearanced out has a lot of good sales on it. So mm-hmm. what's six inches in 2003 that is worth buying? Lord of the Rings <laughs> and Muppets. So all of the stores out by me, the Sam Goodies, the... I don't know if I, FYE was out here uh, where I was getting Muppet figures, but Target, Toys R Us, mm-hmm. anywhere that had Muppets, nobody was buying it. I could just get all of it. And it was cheap. It was five, six, seven bucks for these Muppet figures. And then they started going up in value. And I thought, oh man, I'm set for life. This is one of my most expensive collections that I have. Not anymore. Not even close. Yeah, I honestly think that toy companies should have an app. Hasbro should have an app that includes all of their brands. Mattel should have an app that call, can, includes all of their brands. But I think even though a lot of those big companies can cite the secondary market as a reason why their figures hold value and why they can get away with marking things at certain prices, I don't think corporate companies want to say, hey, you know, my... Right. No, that's not... No. What, what I'm saying is, if and, and yeah, you're right. The secondary market is what what does the value tipping on these things. Now, the Funko app is not exactly always correct on the actual value of certain Funko Pops, but it's nice that they have an entire app where you can search any character, as long as there's a Funko Pop of it, and you can add it to your collection or you can add it to your wish list. All as I'm saying, much like my buddy Anthony, who does TFU.info, where he has curated the entirety of most of every single Transformers line that has ever been for informational purposes. You know, and that's great. I'm saying I want Hasbro, Mattel, whomever to have something like that, to have a database that we can then go into and add to our, and we obviously keep track, like the Funko Pop stuff fluctuates. So a a pop that might be valued at, at $10 right now, if it gets a re if it gets a restock and a bunch of people buy it, and then the value is going to go down more, or if it becomes more rare, that you can't find it anymore, then the value is going to go up on it. And it's just, it's the whole Funko pop value game is a whole thing that I just, I'm, I'm just here. Cause I like the pops. 
I, I feel like, though, with Pops, it, it's a much... It's a much easier trackable thing. You're correct. Yeah, I think it's easier to track. I think it's something that, especially because if you get, let's say Iron Man. Mm-hmm. Hasbro, I'm looking at one Iron Man figure I got on clearance for five bucks. <laughs> and then they re-released it a year and a half later with a new banner on it with a couple new heads, a different hand, and they re-released it. And I, I see it hanging from my shelf. I got it for five bucks on clearance a couple, you know, a couple years ago. I think around Infinity War and Endgame or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then they put it back out, and it's the same exact figure with a new head, with slightly different paint, and it's a sixty-dollar figure again. And it changes the whole game. That even though it's the same figure, because now you can sell it with a couple different hands, it's a totally different value. I don't think Funko Pop does that though. I think it's it's different enough that you can say it's a different version where this is it's the same body, just different hands. Now, what happens to that old figure, that five dollar figure? Is it now a two dollar figure? Is it, it there's there's always those things with how much is being clearanced out of stores right now with uh, the was it bone breaker wave? I'm, I'm not sure if you're familiar with that, which one that was. Yeah, but that wave just sat and just recently got pushed out of stores for 50 60 70 percent off and it, it, it is a little painful to see that i i don't know if there's ever going to be a way to manage those prices and plus a lot of prices really come down to not necessarily what some abstract person thinks but what you and i are willing to spend on a toy like i'm not willing to spend 350 dollars on a ghost rider car i'm not <laughs> i have no desire no willingness to do that does that mean that somebody else doesn't want to and they feel it to be worth it? No. So I don't know what to price that at because for me, that car is worth 20 bucks. For somebody else, that car is worth 500 bucks. For somebody else, 200. I don't know. I, right. But I think with Pops, because they probably actually know the exact quantity that they produced in most cases, I think it's a little easier to judge that. Yeah, and the thing is, is that... <laughs> So, did you ever see the the episode where is it? It's Raj and Howard. They go and they no, get never the, saw it. Okay, well they they go and they get custom custom Mego figures of themselves, and it's like. $500 a figure or something because they were actually Mego figure things and and all that, so... Our action figures have arrived. It's the best $500 I've ever spent. $1,000 on action figures? How can you afford that? Easy. His family's loaded and Bernadette has a great job. My wife came with both fun bags and money bags. <laughs> Say hello to an exact scale model of me. <laughs> oh, I'm not dark chocolate. I'm melt-in-your-mouth caramel. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Look at my nose. <laughs> Maybe it's a shipping problem. What? Yeah, maybe Wesley Snipes and Toucan Sam just got action figures that look like you guys. 
This sucks. I can't believe I wasted all that money. Oh, and my girlfriend wouldn't let me get one. <laughs> look at my face. <laughs> Do I look smug? I feel smug. Hasbro now, has, have you heard of the Hasbro Select Series or whatever it is? No. Okay, so let me just see if I can search this really quick. Like science fiction? Of course you do, or you wouldn't be listening to the GeekCast Radio Network. Well, the Mark Who Fortitude Universe podcast is an award-winning sci-fi radio show that's been around for over 10 years. We cover everything from Doctor Who to the MCU to pop culture and everything in between. A new show drops on Tuesday mornings on the GCRN website and all of the major podcast platforms. So listen to the Marku 42's Universe podcast from the universe and beyond. Hey, it's Wes from Poppin' Off Toys. Wanted to let you know about PoppinOffToys.com. We can be your number one source for Funko collectible figures to add to your ever-growing collection. If you're in Nashville, Tennessee, we actually have a retail store that you can come by, 5916 Charlotte Pike. And for the rest of us, PoppinOffToys.com is always open, and you can check us out on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and even TikTok. And the name is just simply popping off toys thank you so much and always keep it popping hello it is ryan and i was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com i looked over the person sitting next to me and you know what they were doing they were also playing chumba casino coincidence i think not everybody's loving having fun with it chumba casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. One of the primary themes of ToyCast is that we focus on times past. We are who we are today because of the nostalgic memories and experiences from our childhood. Obviously, we wouldn't be doing this podcast if it weren't for the toys that make us so addicted to nostalgia. Times Past Collectibles in Chicago, Illinois is your primary go-to collectible store to reclaim the toys that drove those memories and experiences. Specializing in action figures from all of your favorite toy lines like Star Wars, G.I. Joe, He-Man, Transformers, Silverhawks, Ghostbusters, TMNT, Mask, and more, get your dose of nostalgia with a shop run by collectors for collectors. Whether you are looking for loose G.I. Joe, Ice Cream Soldier, a packaged Leonardo, recent Star Wars Black Series figures, or an AFA-graded Boba Fett, Times Past Collectibles is bringing you back to your childhood. Visit the shop at 1450 North Ashland Ave in Chicago, just two blocks south of Ashland and North Ave. Call the shop at 847-830-1031 or email timespastcollectibles1982 at gmail.com. You can also find them on Facebook. Just search Times Past Collectibles because, folks, it's past time that you get your collectibles. So the Hasbro Selfie series. Now, the reason why I brought up the Big Bang Theory episode and all that and everything else is that in that episode, they spent like, I don't know, 500, 1,000 bucks or whatever it was to get themselves made up as Mego figures. Funko has the Pop Yourself line where you could, if you go to Funko HQ in Everett, Washington, or if you go to the Funko Hollywood store, they have a Pop Factory 
with general bucks and general things and beard accessories and all this stuff and other accessories and other clothing and backgrounds or whatever else, where you can essentially pop yourself and make a pop of yourself with a box and everything else. I think at the time, and I think it's still this, I'll have to look. It was $25 per custom pop. Okay, so that's essentially roughly around the actual price of a six-inch pop or an art series pop or whatever kind of thing. Well, Hasbro now is doing this selfie series. And yes, I know this this topic has gone off of the rails of toys we fell into, but (laughs) we're talking about it. I don't know when the next episode is you're going to be on because the next two episodes I've already got recorded and they are both Origins episodes with different people. So... Hasbro Selfie Series is you get to choose from, I be- let's see, Power Rangers, G.I. Joe, Ghostbusters, Star Wars, or Marvel. You get to choose one of those body types, and they 3D print your head. You take, you know, you 3D scan your head, or you take pictures of the various, like, take a... It doesn't work very well. <laughs> the 3D print of your head doesn't work very well. So I, I use the the app. Uh-huh. Uh, I posted it in the Toy World Order group. I don't know if you saw it. Oh, no, I didn't see it. Hang on. Give me a minute here. I'm too busy making sure it, it, I don't it have looks too many windows open. Nothing like nothing you. Like me. Yeah. All right. Give me a minute here. Let's see. There, I'm sending it to you right okay, now. Okay, okay, okay. Cool, cool, cool. It, it, it is basically... I, I look like... If frozen yogurt decided to try to be a superhero, <laughs> it is about as bland and unassuming and non-threatening as can be. Oh my god, that's hilarious! Now, did you actually? Okay, so you've tried this process. Okay, now I didn't order it. Right, I, right, I, right. I, oh, okay, so that's what I was going to ask you. This or that this this process of the Hasbro Pulse app or the selfie app or whatever it's called is you get to go through the process of doing this figure up and then you would eventually order it. Now, what is interesting to me is that did you know that the price you would have paid the day you did this was a day one PulseCon only price? Oh, is it back up to eighty now? Yeah, it, these things I'm I'm pretty sure are eighty bucks a pop for MSRP. They were doing the fifty nine ninety nine, the sixty bucks a pop thing for PulseCon at the time. Now you don't look bad. The figure looks bad. Your your picture's fine. It just it. You know how everyone always says about the Funko Pops. Oh, black, and you don't have black soulless eyes, but they usually say, oh, black soulless eyes and big head, little body. Like, literally, your human head on this, I'm sorry to say, just fugly Ghostbusters costume just doesn't look right. It, yeah, it, it's them. It's not you, dude. Like, the Power Ranger one looks much better, but that Ghostbusters one, I don't know. Maybe they need to not pop the collar so much on that. But yeah, I would not pay sixty or even eighty dollars for this. I would pay sixty, seventy, eighty, 
hell, I'd pay $200 to get my, you know, you know, something like that. Uh, if it was like a real sculpted, you know, version of myself kind of thing, like, like what Howard and Raj did in, in the big bang theory where they paid like 500 bucks or whatever it was to get their Mego figures, you know, but yeah, for this, this is no, I could have my buddy do this. Who does 3d printing? Like, yeah, this is, I don't know, dude. Yeah. I would not pay the money for this. Yeah. I, I mean, for $60, I considered it. Um, I considered it, and we'll leave it at that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's still sixty dollars. Yeah. So I just I just tried it again while you're talking because I'm. Oh, is it still sixty dollars? Okay. Right now, yeah. Oh. I, they caught a lot. They caught a ton of flack. Yeah. Raising it. Okay. Well, then so, I, you know I, I take it back then. But originally these things were supposed to be seventy nine ninety nine after the PulseCon thing. So I just tried it again, and I'm trying to think if there's like a, do I have a selfie I could send you or something? No, 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 no. It, it, dude, it's fine. Yeah, I, I just, it doesn't look close enough that it would be worth my time or my money. Yeah. You know, it just is going to look like some other random vanilla white dude. Yeah. And I mean, that's basically like my go-to, like I'm a vanilla white dude. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the end of the day, it, it, it doesn't... <sighs> If people get it and they're happy with it, great. I, I just for sixty bucks, I'd rather see if I can find someone who can do a, a better scan or a better printout or something yeah. like that. And I'm sure there's somebody out there who can do a better version, but without being able to see the product before I buy it, I just don't feel comfortable with that. Yeah, and I, no. I think that's reasonable. Absolutely. And that's the thing about the whole pop yourself thing for 25 bucks for getting your own Funko Pop thing is you are there. Yes, you have to choose from their their pre-done bucks, but you get to choose your your facial hair, your the, like everything about it is customizable kind of thing and it, it for only $25, that's awesome. Yeah, you know, and I'm not trying to sit here and throw shade on Hasbro, but I kind of am at the same time because I'm sorry. Eighty bucks for a pre-produced plastic buck of whatever you know, like we said, GI Joe, Power Ranger, Star Wars, Marvel, and then a 3D printed version of your own head—that just well, it's I, I, admittedly it's really hard for me right now to kind of get on the. the the Hasbro hate train because it seems like that's kind of the popular thing to do. <laughs> I'm and not trying to hate on them. All is I'm saying is what we've been saying for the past 15 minutes or so is that for the price, it's not worth it in my mind for what you're going to get. You, but if you have a facial sculpt or a facial structure mm-hmm. that works with this, like I feel like maybe I need a smile. I think I'm actually looking like I'm <laughs> partially falling asleep in this scan. <laughs> I think if you have a notable facial structure or a more notable, unique facial traits or something, I don't know, better mm-hmm. eyebrows or eyes or whatever than I have. Like I look if I look like if Wonder Bread had hair. Like it, it, it's not, 
it's not for me to say this is the best thing for me to, to run out and, and produce multiple toys of this. Like I thought it would be a lot of fun, but looking at what, what the end result is no, I, it, I which I, I know we wanted to talk about falling into toys. No, we no, no, so it's fine. Off, yeah. We're but, so far off of that. But, we're so far off now, but yeah. part of me also feels like this is actually not a bad thing to talk about because no and again that's why you know i wanted to kind of bring it up was because i wanted to get your opinion on it and now that i know that you actually tried doing the scans it's like oh yeah it it, it even and it's not about hating on hasbro it has n- like i still like what they do with transformers i still well, like what they do with other it's just that for the price that they are charging for this service for what you're getting out of it it's not worth it, in my opinion. Well, one of the one of the problems that I find in general is a lot of people are saying that getting the selfie series makes you narcissistic, like which I didn't understand at all. No, I mean, yeah. Do, okay, doesn't every '80s child want an action figure of themselves? Haven't we all wanted this at some point? Uh huh. In the last 40 years? Like, yeah. So, no, that's not narcissistic. Every kid, every, I'm going to just generalize and say every male child from the eight, late 70s, throughout the 80s, up until now, has always wanted an action figure of themselves. Hence, I will try to find a clip for you so you can see the Big Bang Theory thing, so you can get the reference after the show and all that. But, like... Everybody who has been a geek for their entire life have always wanted to have themselves in action figure form. I just think that Hasbro, with doing it as a standard buck thing for various, like, and it's like they couldn't even do like the standard Transformers construction person. So, you remember the old, the Generation One cartoon at all? Very okay. So. Yeah, wrong guy. Okay, yeah, <laughs> wrong no, guy no, no, fine, whatever. But the point is, is that in Transformers Generation One, the old cartoon from 1984, Spike and Spark Plug with Wiki. Come on! Wow, they have a lot of different yikes. So his standard. I'm trying to see if I can find an actual full body. Okay, this is artwork. That's a book. Oh, God, editing on this is going to be a nightmare. Anyway, (laughs) he has a... Let's see. Copy image. I'm sending this to... Well, where the hell are you? That's the better question. Shit! Now I really have to edit this. God damn it. All right, well... Man, this is going great. Great time, everybody. Yeah, I know, right? 106, one hour, six minutes, 36 seconds. I'm 36? Uh, Let me see here. So, yes, pull up the little window there. So I just sent you a picture of Spike Witwicky from the original Generation 1 cartoon. The rest of his look is he and his dad wear yellow boots. So, essentially, like, why couldn't Hasbro also... No, no, dude. It makes it worse. (laughs) smile makes it worse. Don't. That's... No, that is not the way. 
that that is not the way. <laughs> so I, I just sent him a picture of me. I tried smiling for the, the selfie series. I think it looks a little bit more like me, but it's even more horrifying because it's such a, it, a blank, vacant <laughs> stare. Okay, so... Alright. So, yeah, don't... No... <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. So yeah, he sent me that, and I, I'm I'm about to just recoil in horror. Um, and it's not because of Josh; it's because of how this this 3D stuff does to our faces. But like, yeah, I'm looking at your actual face on your profile picture with your your killer tomato image with your green bandana, Mister Raphael, like. You look nothing like the images that it is producing out of like I will actually put your images into the into the post for this podcast episode so people can see what you've done. This is Oh, that's fine. This isn't you. It's them. It's whatever process they are using to capture that 3D stuff, it's bad. <laughs> Cause you, the human, look nothing like you. Whatever the fuck that is. So, like Josh said, we have kind of fallen off topic like we tend to do around here at ToyCast. And like I said, uh, you know, coming up, we've got a couple of Origins episodes and things like that. And, yeah, I mean, we, we've had a fun old time. It's going to be a nightmare for me to edit this, but it is what it is because I caused my own problems. And yeah, so once again, thank you to Alex for sending me the Transformers War for Cybertron Kingdom Commander Class Rodimus. You rock, dude. That was so awesome of you. Very unexpected, and it did very much make my day. And yeah, Josh, you want to say anything to the people before we uh, close it out? Um, I, I think one of the things I wanted to talk about during this episode were and we briefly talked about it. And I think just our brains weren't working. What were some of the things that we maybe played with that came out during the Halloween season? What were some of the things that we were interested in? Well, we've and, got Halloween uh, episodes that are going to come. So I oh, mean, are we still recording another one? I assume not tonight, but uh, yes, not, to- <laughs> no. <laughs> no. not not tonight, but no, this is episode. So I just cut out a whole section of this podcast because I was saying what was coming up next and I was completely incorrect. I said what was coming up next was episode 161 because I lost my brain and my marbles and everything else. This, currently, what you're listening to is episode 159. So the next episode will be 160, obviously. Now back to the show. I mean, say what you were going to say. I'm sorry to interrupt, but... Oh, I, I, I think what's interesting about toys... And I, I really wish I did a l- little bit more time reflecting and thinking about what did I fall into? What were some opportunities? Like an estate sale I had where I bought this big box of toys that was a mix of uh, accessories and toys that that I still have some of to this very day. Some that I sold, some that meant a lot. And I, I think when it comes to toys, if you have an opportunity, you should always try to take it if it's something unique or interesting. Don't let it pass by if you're a collector. It's something that you can always sell and move later, but when I've gone to garage sales, when I've gone to thrift stores, I went to a thrift store. Let me tell one more quick story. Go ahead. 
So when my wife and I moved out to this area, we went to a thrift store that just opened up. It's called Sparrow's Nest or something. It's not too far from here. And went in and I looked in one bin and I found what was very clearly a, a Ziploc bag of G.I. Joe accessories, which if you collect G.I. Joe's, you know those accessories are very valuable. And I kept digging, I kept digging. I found G.I. Joe's, I found Transformers, I found play sets, I found vehicles. And I spent maybe 75 bucks that day and I walked out with just boxes and bags. And it was one of the most exciting things I ever got to do as a collector and a reseller and someone who really enjoyed that stuff and even just going through it. So you never know what you're going to find. And I think falling into toys, I think the most exciting part of it is just you fall into it when you don't know what you're going to find and when you're going to find it and what you can do with it. And it's really kind of cool that way. Absolutely. I completely agree. Even though I'm the, at that time in my life now where I'm just like, I just want the damn thing. Whatever the damn thing is, that's what I want. However, the whole searching and looking and hunting and like you said, specifically to like, like you're talking about flea markets and yard sales and, and things like that, looking for stuff that you don't like, like you and your $4 voice thing. Uh, now I'm the one bringing it up. See what you did to me. You made me toxic about it. God turning me into a toxic fan over a Knight Rider car I never had. Asshat. Anyway, but yeah, I mean that's the yeah that's kind of the point of this this little segment, and we can kind of keep this up each year to figure it out. Hey, did you notice I didn't say anything during that whole time? <laughs> yes, I know. Thank you. All my fault. I get it. I bring the problems on myself. I understand. <laughs> So, you know, that's fine. You bring the problems on yourself. That way I don't have to take credit for them. Yeah. Well, I'm still going to blame you anyway. That's fine. (laughs) So, yeah, no, you're right. Like if you're going around to these places and you're just kind of, you know, looking around and, 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 and you stumble onto something, that's a toy you fell into. That's something cool. That's something awesome. Like I said earlier, with uh, the 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 buying six dollars of diet Dr Pepper that I barely even drank any of those three twenty ounce bottles, just to get the the UPC codes to get the little sweet Justin Guarini Funko Pop, which that was the only way you could get that was going through that Dr the diet Dr Pepper uh, contest thing. So basically, I got that for like I don't know after whatever the. Yeah, so the price of the soda and then the free Funko Pop, so $6.43, which would, you know, it's not that bad. But, yeah, I mean, it's always awesome to have stories of, oh, hey, I remember this, or, oh, hey, I don't remember how I got this, but somehow it just is here, and it's one of my favorite characters, and, you know, all that good stuff. So... I think we are going to close it out before either one of us do any more things that I have to edit out. And I know it was mostly me today, but it is what it is. Hooray! I didn't suck. Much. That's what she said. Um, <laughs> Thank you for joining us here on Talkcast. If you'd like to get talk, get a If you'd like to get in contact with us, leave feedback for the show. There are several ways to do so. Visit the website geekcastradio.com where you can listen to and comment on all of our content. Send any email to feedback at geekcastradio.com. You can listen to us on any podcatching client you choose to use. I prefer Spotify, but that's just me. Follow us on Twitter at geekcastradio for the show at tftoycast for oh no, I'm sorry. 
Follow us on Twitter at GeekCast Radio for the network, at TF Toycast for the show. He is at Floorburger553. I am at TFG1 Mike. Become a fan on Facebook. Go to facebook.com slash geekcast radio network. You can also check out TF Toycast over there as well as joining the Toy World Order fans group. So check that out as well. Next time on Toycast, I have no idea. I think I might be talking to somebody who I think, and I'm, I don't know, I may be talking to somebody who has a very large Smurfs collection. <laughs> It's not often you hear somebody say that. Well, let me. T- I, I'll have to tell you the story off air because I don't want to say anything on air that may jinx me even getting this this potentiality. So for now, I am TF2 and Mike with. I am the Four Burger. Join us next time, and we will be talking more toys here on Toycast. Must be sick.